Welcome to another edition of The Greater Work, the audio outreach of Christ Worker Ministries. Listen in as experienced employee and minister, Sean Gibson brings biblical insights to help you worship God, both in and with your labor. Now, let's get to work. We're talking about handling a new job, and it isn't what you expect. My friend, either you have gone through this kind of experience or walking into it now. You leave one job and take on another role because it seems like God is leading you to something even better than what you had before. Either you were offered a promotion, more money, a better work-life balance, or maybe you left because the previous boss or coworker was just plain nuts. Regardless of the motivation, the bottom line is that you're there now and you're trying to figure out what is going on in your new role and frankly what your next move may be. Before we talk about your options, please know that I entirely understand what you're experiencing and I have the utmost sympathy for you. Like the psalmist said, why must I walk in sorrow because of my enemy's oppression? It's easy to get down because you feel like you were lied to and that your new company was frankly deceptive. Or on the other hand, the other side of the blame game, you may blame yourself. Why didn't I ask more questions? How did I not see this coming? My friends, stop the blame game. You can't go backwards and change things. Thankfully, you serve a God that is far bigger than any challenge that you're facing at work. As a matter of fact, as we look at the options that you have concerning the misery that you're experiencing in your new job, one option to consider is that God has you exactly where you need to be. Last week, we touched on this when we discussed being in a wilderness experience. After the Israelites left Egypt en route to the Promised Land, we discussed how God had them go through a wilderness experience to help them see both who God is and also understand that they needed to have some things from Egypt burned out of them. Interestingly, going through the wilderness was not just reserved for the Israelites. It was also something that Jesus had to endure. Let's read about this in Mark chapter 1, verses 9 through 13. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. As soon as Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens breaking open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from the heavens, You are my Son. In you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness, and he was there for forty days, being tempted by Satan. Now let's talk about this. Jesus, the Son of God, immediately being empowered by the Holy Spirit, leaving behind his family's carpentry business to go into full-time ministry. And where does he go first? The wilderness. There's no lives to change in the wilderness. There's no sick people to heal in the wilderness with this new anointing on his life. Why would God have his son start off his new role in the wilderness? Let's look to the writings of the Apostle Paul to the church in Corinth for some answers on this. The wilderness is a place of separating ourselves unto God. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, Now we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this surpassing great power is from God and not of ourselves. When we are in the wilderness experience, even in our career, God wants to pull us aside to him and remind us, that we are His and that we do not live by our own skills, our own education, careers, anything. We live by His power. We live by His strength and His love. Just as Jesus had to learn submission to the Father's plans, we too must understand that He has us in a challenging new role for a reason. It's so that we will embrace Him and go along with Him for the process. There are times that we can get so caught up in our own career goals that we have to be pulled aside and reminded that he is God and we are not. He calls the shots, and frankly, we don't. Next, when we talk about being in the wilderness experience in our new role, 
we must understand that the wilderness is a place of testing. 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9 says that we are hard-pressed on all sides, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, and not destroyed. When you are in the wilderness, like Jesus, you will face the devil himself. Satan will use people in your new workplace to beat the ever-living you-know-what out of you. From unrealistic expectations by your new leadership to an even more stress-filled day, Satan is trying to get you to crack under pressure and to doubt God's goodness. Don't let him get the victory and don't bow down to compromise. The key to living victoriously in the wilderness experience is not about how strong we are. It's about, as we will now discover, the wilderness is a place of equipping. 2 Corinthians 4.10 says that we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Paul said he carried around the dead body of Christ in his body. Does that sound strange to you? Paul described this mindset even more vividly in Galatians 2 and 20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ now lives in me. Once we embrace the fact that God is using our new job to kill our dependence on ourselves, as well as death to our ambitions, we can discern that he is using the wilderness as a place of revelation. 2 Corinthians 4, 11 through 12 says that, For we who are alive are always consigned to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. When we allow God to have his perfect work in our lives, even in the new job that seems like a pit of hell, we will not only grow closer to God, but we will see him work through us to demonstrate his love, his life, and his power through us like never before. Last point about the wilderness. The wilderness is also a place of eternal encouragement. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18 says, Therefore do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, yet our inner self is being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary affliction is producing for us an eternal glory that is far beyond comparison. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, and what is unseen is eternal. My friend, this experience that you are having in your new job, it is not permanent. Jesus was offered three shortcuts to get out of the misery he faced in the wilderness, from food to fame and fortune. He knew that nothing Satan offered would be as extraordinary as what God would give him in the times to come, as long as he endured. My friend, as miserable as it seems now, the misery you're experiencing in your new role will not last forever. You will see the promised land, and you will reap a harvest for all the difficulties that you are dealing with. The key to getting through this season is simple. Fix your eyes on Jesus, not your new job. Stop getting wrapped up in what is temporary and focus on what is eternal. Thanks for listening to The Greater Work, a Christ Worker Ministries podcast. The Greater Work is supported by hardworking listeners just like you. To learn more about Christ Worker Ministries and how you can become part of our growing outreach, visit ChristWorker.org.